Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. And it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, good friend and co-host out there in Atlanta, Scott Kennedy. Scott, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing just fine. Let's make sure we're bringing in our Facebook groups, too. We don't want anybody to miss out today, so we'll bring those guys in. And uh, just a lovely spring morning. Nice. And welcome in, everybody. Hopefully, uh, those of you who looked at the graphics yesterday for 30 minutes because it didn't refresh on your end, uh, hopefully you're in here today. So it is, uh, it's a lovely morning in the south here in, in Atlanta, GA. But I'm ready to talk some Broncos country, among other things, uh, in, in the NFL today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, always, you guys lead the chat here, especially in the offseason. So if there's anything you want us to get into, uh, make sure you're asking it and contributing to the community and in the comment section. And we'll get into it. Uh, but today we're going to talk a little bit about the schedule and kind of go by the game by game, week by week, and see where we land. I haven't done this yet, so it's going to be pretty organic. Not a lot of predetermined thoughts. Obviously, you have thoughts about the Broncos, but how do they match up with these teams? Um, before we get into that, though, want to say hello to everybody in the chat over in YouTube. We got Ethan saying good morning, good afternoon, gents in Broncos country. Good to see you, Ethan. Uh, always fun to talk with you and glad you're here with us. Luke Wright's also in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Good to see you, Luke. Uh, Michael Ronquillo coming in. Good morning, Broncos country. He also says good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos. Thank you. Jay Valentine coming in here saying yo. Yo to you, Jay. Hope you're doing well. Mile High Truth. Mile High Truth always likes to say good hello, but then he kind of dips out. So we know you're here, Mile High Truth. Hey, ladies and fellas. Uh, <laughs> good to see you, Mile High Truth. And uh, happy Tuesday to you. Bama X also. Good morning, Broncos country. Klee coming in with a go abs. Um, I guess I probably shouldn't. I'm a very much a fair weather hockey fan, but I should not uh, let my hockey allegiance known on here because uh, they play the abs. So uh, I guess I just let it know. Um, but the EJ <laughs> coming see. in saying two teams. Let me see if I can figure this one out. Huh. <laughs> I still wouldn't know who that is. If that's any benefit to you. My family's from North central Missouri and uh, no team in Kansas city there. So I guess I got lucky to cheer for the Broncos rather than the, it's gotta be the blues then, right? It's the blues. See, I was kind of partial to the blues as a kid because I was, uh, I, I I was a blonde haired kid. So Mm -hmm. golden boy. Mm -hmm. So I, I I was kind of partial to the blues because the golden boy, Brett Hall. I absolutely adored uh, Chris Pronger and Al McInnes played with them and they were just dominating defense. Well. I haven't watched hockey since the nineties. It's been a long time, man. You just got, you got to bust out the old uh, NHL video games and get the 95 hockey. Going. I'm telling you, if esports was a thing, 95 NHL. And I don't say this lightly. I would have been able to make a living on that, uh, on that game. Ah, man. Well, it's uh, I always love NHL hits, the more arcade style. Um, but, uh, is what it is. EJ coming in. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Jeremy's in here. Good to see you, Jeremy. Um, you're actually watching the show today. Uh, let's hope so. Is it, is it, hopefully you see us. Otherwise, we're just talking to a wall. Um, Michael also saying good morning, DWI guys from Tucson, Arizona. Mark Hoynak coming in saying good morning to the best fans in the NFL. Absolutely. We love that. And uh, 
And he also got, he said, I'm glad I got to participate blindfolded though. Yeah. Yesterday you probably really confused. Like why are everybody, why is everybody dropping these super chats and nothing super chats and everything. And they're not even here. What a business this is. Yeah. God, it's, (laughs) Don't do anything, really. I mean, God. Uh, Holden coming in. I didn't think Scott would be near me, just north of Atlanta. Yeah, Scott, uh, you should join us on Wednesday shows where Scott, not only we talk Falcons, um, obviously you're a Bronco fan if you're here, but uh, <laughs> Scott talks about his, uh, our number one ad sponsor, uh, the Realtor out there in Atlanta land. Uh, yeah, Holden, we got to be close. I'm uh, an Alpharetta Johns Creek, and I grew up in East Cobb, Marietta. Mar- Marietta, so um, my neck of the woods for sure. Awesome. That's uh, never been. Someday I'll be out there. but uh, We'll be here soon. Yeah, uh, Miguel coming in. Good morning, fellas. Good to see you. Mike Gibbons in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. And of course, Jacob Foster getting us started with the stars, always coming in and supporting us. One day, Jacob's going to say something and we're going to just be blown, but he's waiting for he's waiting for that moment. Until then, though, supporting us and building up that capital. We appreciate you, Jacob. Um, BX Broncos saying what it do, gentlemen. Good morning. It does. Uh, what it will be. What it absolutely. is. Absolutely. It's not raining. And it looks like we might actually have, God, I'm afraid to even say it, sun on Saturday. So uh, we'll see. Um, William also saying love the blues. You know, I like the abs as well. If I'm not, I'm not a big hockey guy though. When you do as much football as Scott and I do, I'm going to speak for Scott here for a second. I don't have as much time to do as much other sports, honestly. Like Scott's still uh, the Braves, you know, you're still doing Chelsea, but like it's very, it's not as much as I'd like, uh, if that makes sense, because I want to be as best as I can in the football realm. And that just there's only so much so many hours in the day. Well, so and, and your fandom takes a hit as your time becomes more scarce as you get mm-hmm. a little older. So I was a huge uh, NBA fan in the 80s and 90s, uh, yep. coincided with the Hawks going in the tank in the 2000s. But, uh, you know, something had to give. I uh, in 2002, I started working in sports media professionally and pouring that into football and college football kind of ate up my time for some of the other sports. And, you know, I, I like baseball a lot. And he says, why, why do you like baseball? I'm like, let's call the national pastime. It's not called the national most exciting, exciting two minutes in sports. It's the pastime yeah. in the summertime. And it's a perfect pastime. So I yeah. uh, was able to stay a, a brave fan, but uh, the other sports have kind of fallen by the wayside. Yeah, I feel that NBA for me as well. Um, if I had cheered for anybody, it'd be the bulls. If the Sonics came back, I would give it a go. Um, just because Sonics got a lot of, uh, Vibes here in Seattle still. Um, but speaking of vibes, Mark Schrader coming in saying good morning, guys. Good morning to you, Mark. Thank you so much for the support. And uh, we appreciate you keeping the lights on in here during the uh, during the offseason. This is the crunch time. We never know what the offseason is going to look like. Uh, but we appreciate you coming in and supporting us. We also got uh, Tashi coming in here saying good morning. Good afternoon for me. You all. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Good night. Wherever you are. Um, thank you for joining us today. We also we got the uh, Truman Show on us right there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's that. I know that I understood that reference. Uh, I'm the man <laughs> coming in saying, let's go Canadian team. Woo wee. And uh, yes, I am a, uh, I am a St. Louis Cardinals fan. So they are, they're playing okay right now. The Brewers are, Brewers are really good though. Um, so yeah, let's get into it today. We're going to talk about the Broncos schedule and I'm going to pull it up here. I found a graphic that uh, Lord knows where it was from, um, but uh, it should do the trick. Hopefully is that, is that too small on the screen here? What's uh... no, that looks pretty good. Okay. There we go. Course, so the, 27 inch monitor that i can see from here to here but you know if you're watching this on your phone we apologize we will go through it and uh you know after the fact you know obviously for those of you listening we'll we'll talk about each team and not say like hey next up on september 28th graphic so uh just looking at it before we go the game by game uh, a couple thoughts here for the broncos is uh one thing one thing that a lot of people have been saying but broncos are back baby and also ethan is back uh with the 50 pounds for london meeting greet for the London meet and greet fund 
Record prediction, 13 and four. Well, you guys know me. If the Broncos end up 13 and four, that means I was, you know, I had a few drinks or something before the show because I'm typically guarded with my predictions. Um, and I tend to let Vegas uh, guide my determination a lot. Um, and Vegas right now has the Broncos at, I think, it was 10 wins. So I'll probably end up about 10, just naturally. But uh, 13 and four, God bless. And I don't know if you guys saw yesterday, Pete Schrager on uh, Good Morning Football had the Broncos also. He's saying they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender, finishing 13 and four. So, uh, would be awesome. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. And uh, I'm very jealous of you guys going out there in London. Uh, Scott, how many, you've been to London before. What is your, what was your favorite thing to do besides the besides the soccer games? Um, yeah, it's just it's a cool city. One, it yeah. makes you realize that you know world class cities don't have to be trashy. Yeah, it's um, so clean. Which is uh, you know some of the things I've seen here in some of our bigger cities in the United States because it's 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 super clean. Yeah. Um, it's super expensive, which is very <laughs> common in, in big yeah. cities. Uh, I like being able to get anywhere and everywhere on foot, you know, by with public transportation, hop on a hop on the tube or whatever. I don't know what all it's called. Uh, the L, you know, it's different things. You you call them in different cities, but, you know, you can hop on the subways and the trains and get to wherever you want to go. And and it's also very cool. It's very humbling, especially growing up in Atlanta, where everything was burned to the ground about 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, around here, you say. Oh man, that's a hundred years old. It's like, and then you get over to Europe. You're like, yeah, it's four thousand years old. It's just mind blowing. It's like this yeah. thing. This thing was built before our country. You know, these huge cathedrals were built before our country was even a country. Yeah. So it's it's very humbling when you when you travel to Europe. It certainly is. Uh, and it's I uh, I love going over to London. I'm looking forward to going over again. Ah, beautiful city. Architecture was awesome. Um, enjoyed it immensely. Uh, did not go up in the London Eye. That's a regret I have. It was like we were at the, we did six weeks in Europe, and that was the end of our trip. Very like very tail end, and we still had to go to Dublin yet. And uh, it's like, oh, do we want to save what was it like the hundred bucks <laughs> to go up on the big Ferris wheel? I guess so. Um, poor grad kid that was spending his <laughs> life savings going on a trip to Europe, which I do not regret, but uh, do wish had gone up in the eye. So uh, thank you so much, Ethan. And uh, other thoughts about the schedule here. Something that we've talked about a lot on here is uh, the primetime games for the Broncos. Man, I think right now, let me see, we have, let's count it up. We have M- Monday night against the Seahawks, one. Uh, Sunday night against the 49ers, two. Uh, Thursday, Colts, three. Monday night at LA, uh, four. Do we count the London game as primetime? That's like a, it's a national spotlight. It's a national game, I guess mm-hmm. that's how you put it. So four and a half. And then you have the Kansas City Chiefs. There's five and a half, and uh, so five, five, five and a half games there. And uh, one of these games, I'm guessing here at the end, especially these Broncos' last three games here, uh, at the Rams, that one might not be flex, but at the Rams, uh, at Kansas City versus Chargers, I have a good feeling that one of these games has a very good chance to be flexed because this Broncos team is going to be in contention to the very end. Um, so Broncos are back, tied with the most primetime games of any team. And uh, any other thoughts, just looking over this before we start going over the schedule, Scott, anything you like, anything that concerns you? Just again, stay healthy. And, yeah. uh, and let's see, you know, that, that last half, you know, those last games look tough, but you're hoping somebody has fallen off by then. And they're, yeah. you know, one of these teams that had high hopes has fallen off. Maybe it's the Cardinals, maybe it's the chargers, maybe it's the chiefs, but anybody, uh, the Ravens could implode. Um, but it, it's going to be important to get off to a fast start and want to hit, uh, Want to hit Lawrence here real quick. Uh, yeah. So remember Vaughn saying, talking about practices, they always practice the same. 
Um, and he's talking about an injury that happened with a possible star. Who, who what possible star got injured that I'm I'm missing, Nick? I don't remember that. Uh, should we change our practices since we didn't change our training staff? Well, all the practices are going to be changed anyway. Appreciate the mm -hmm. stars, Lawrence. Everything's going to be changed. The tempo, the drills, everything is going to change as far as practices go. So, um, and uh, again, I think you'll see minor niggles kind of go away, especially early in the season as people are yeah. fighting for uh, playing time and roster spots. It's there's accountability now. There's open competition now. So yeah. I think you'll you will see all those things. But he, uh, he references an injury, and I'm not sure which who that was. I think he's just talking hypothetically, like if an injury happens um, with a, should the practices change uh, for Denver since the training staff and areas change. And I think the answer is no. I mean, you put in the work beforehand, you have experts in their field for a reason and uh, injuries are a part of the game. I mean, these are people who are putting incre incredible force on these joints and ligaments and whatnot and injuries do happen. So I wouldn't change everything because one injury happens. Uh, it's just part of the game. You want to do what you can to prevent them and trust the experts in their fields to get those guys right. And also trust the players that they're doing everything right to get their bodies ready and in uh, as good of shape as possible to protect themselves and uh, be performing that tip top shape. So uh, let's keep it going here. Uh, Chloe coming in saying uh, too hard to pick nowadays. The parody is legit. Parody is legit, but the Broncos have the one thing that uh, tends to make. So parody is not as much of an issue. They have a quarterback, so it's going to be a lot more fun going through this and talking about the games. Jeremy doesn't care if they're night games, so let's flex all the 11, games to 11 a.m. for all I care. Uh, you sound like me with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, I do like a couple of night games at Kinnick every year, but the best ones are the 11 a.m. 11 kickoffs, and uh, which is 9 a.m. out here, and just waking up and immediately having coffee and uh, watching the game. That's a great way to start the day. I'm, uh, we I'm ready that, for We call that uh, California Church. Yes. You know, that's what I called it when I moved out there. Um, but yeah, I, uh, those primetime games for the gut reactions for this East coast guy, yeah. it was going to be freaking brutal. I don't yeah. ever stay up that late, let alone five times, but it'll help that both of my kids will be in middle school. So I get to sleep in a little bit more, but I am not looking forward to the primetime games. In fact, I look at them and go, son of a, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay for it because especially, um, out here on the West coast, it wasn't as much as an issue in Iowa. Um, but out here on the West Coast, the Broncos are competing with all the local teams um, for the time slot. So when I was central time zone, I had a pretty good chance to catch the Broncos in that like second afternoon slot out here. There's no chance in hell. I'm not seeing the Broncos unless I find them. I won't say the streaming somewhere. Um, not, not the best quality. Try having to click through different streams to find the game. But anyway, um, Alan Forster coming in here saying primetime sucks here in England. I get up at 1.30 a.m. then back to bed for a couple hours before going to work. They are tough days. Alan, God bless you, man. That is a, that's a true fan there. I, I think I would be catching the replay uh, sometimes if that was the case. Nobody text me. I don't want to see anything. I'm going to watch it in the morning on, uh, you know, skip through the ads and uh, enjoy it. So if I guess it was the playoffs or a big game, then I would probably do it, but I don't know if I could do it every week. And I'm a, I'm a crazy person, so I right, can't. Should we jump into predictions here to, to the way yes. early predictions? Absolutely. Um, One last thing I wanted to point out. I like how the schedule is kind of balanced here. And uh, I'm very happy to see the bye week right in the middle, also coming right after the London trip. I know that they try to do that for teams, um, but not always the case. So happy to see the NFL did that. I guess it's a little bit of a bummer. They don't get to go home after that London and bye week. They have to go back on the road to Tennessee, but it is what it is. So uh, let's get it going here. Broncos week one opponent, Monday night football, kicking off Russell Wilson homecoming Monday, September 12th at Seattle. Uh, Scott, I'll let you start with this one. What are your thoughts on this game? Um, things you're looking forward to and uh, outcome. Um, the roster's better. The environment's better. The team is better. 
Denver Broncos win this one fairly handily, in my opinion. Uh, take care of business in Seattle. Fairly handily. Be, the storyline won't be the game. The storyline will be the quarterbacks, and that'll be a little nauseating yeah. uh, because the game will be decided before they kick off. Yep. I... I am a little bit worried for this game uh, for a few reasons. Probably number one is just all the newness for the Broncos and the emotionally charged Russell Wilson. Um, he's played in the biggest games possible, but this is going to be different. Uh, standing on the other sideline, being in the other locker room, uh, all the eyes in you know all of sports on you with this narrative. So I'm a little bit nervous for this game. I do think the Broncos are going to win in the end. I think the Broncos have the running game and the defense where in some games they're going to be able to not have to have Russell Wilson be a future hall of fame quarterback to win the game. Um, and I think this could be one of those games. So uh, I think Javante Williams is going to have a great game. I think Melvin Gordon will have a good game and the defense is going to not to disparage the guy too much, but uh, Drew Locke, if he's playing, will do what Drew Locke tends to do. And Patrick Shatan, Justin Simmons and the like will take care of some business there. So I think the Broncos will win. I don't think they'll cover, but uh, I don't give a hoot if they cover or not. And I forgot about this part. I really did. Jeremy Sean says, I'm worried because Nick is attending. So, you know, once or twice is a coincidence, eight in a row. Seven. But yep, yep, yep. That's really, that's a, that's a curse. That's a strong one right there. Yeah, yeah guys. In case you didn't hear what he's talking about, I've uh, been to seven Bronco games live in my life, being in Eastern Iowa, and uh, I've seen seven losses. So, <laughs> not great. Um, and BX Bronco Jedi saying Locke will throw three interceptions or three touchdowns. Three, three TDs. You're used, he might. He might, but 21 points isn't going to beat the Broncos on a regular basis this year. Yeah. How about three defensive touchdowns? Come on, Bronco Jedi. Let's 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 lean into that one. And uh, BX Broncos saying, Nick, stay home. Uh, sorry, guys. They already paid for the tickets. <laughs> they were expensive, so we're not doing that. Um, Malachi coming in saying, the NFL doesn't want the Broncos in the playoffs because playoffs with the way they are set up, last six games. Last six games are tough. Hopefully, it's going to come down to health, right? Like at the end there. One team, like if the Rams are out Aaron Donald or the Chiefs are out Travis Kelsey, that's make or break those kind of games. So it's a, we'll it's see, a but... three and three home versus away split. And yeah. five of those six games, four of those six games are divisional games. Yep. That looks pretty, pretty balanced to me. Yep. And it's just, this is the reality of the playing the AFC West. So is what it is. Um, So week two, moving on here, Uh, Broncos take a head home back to Denver to play one of the contenders for the worst record in football uh, this season in the Houston Texans. Houston Texans going to be better this season. I like what they did in the draft. I think they have some directionality here, moving on from the black cloud that was uh, everything involving Deshaun Watson. But this team is still two years away um, from being very much. And uh, I think this is going to be a pretty good, pretty easy and decisive win for the Broncos. Yeah, uh, chalk it up. This one's uh this one's a dub. They the, the Houston Texans might get one win all year, and it ain't gonna be this this uh it ain't gonna be in Denver week two. No way. You're absolutely correct. And I'm gonna pull up a note here real quick so I can be marking how many wins I have. For I've the got Broncos. it right now. That's what I'm typing up. I've got it in a spreadsheet and it's auto adding and everything. So if you wow. want to know, let me know. We both have them two and oh. All right, now things get a little bit dicey. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers coming up next. Uh, Sunday night game in Denver. Uh, one team that San Francisco always beats the Rams, but San Francisco never beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. They had a very hard time against them, dating back all the way to, you know, I guess the Michael Crabtree game. That was one they did win in 2012. But other than that, they had a hard time with it. So uh, Sunday Night Football, 
I think this is going to be a Broncos win as well. I think the 49ers did well last season to get all the way to the NFC Championship game, but I would not pick them over the Packers. Even though, I think matchups, matchup-wise, they won that game. I don't think they're a better team. Don't think they're better than Tampa Bay. Don't think they're better than the Rams. Don't think they're better than Dallas. Um, their offensive line lost a lot this year. Um, Debo Samuel is not very happy as well. Also, I'm curious about the turmoil that will be the quarterback position there because they traded up for the Trey Lance. They want to play Trey Lance. From what I'm hearing, a lot of people in the locker room want Jimmy Garoppolo. So um, this will be a tough game, and obviously it's a homecoming also for head coach Kyle Shanahan, who probably want to stick it to the Broncos. But I think the Broncos are going to win this one too. I think they're going to end up – this is a tougher game. This is the one that's been the toughest so far on the slate. Uh, but I think Denver wins this one by one touchdown. Home game is the difference for me. Um, so if this was in San Francisco, I'd go with the 49ers. I like the home field advantage here. Uh, there will be excitement. There will be a 2-0 start. And the, I won't say the mausoleum that was, you know, the, the quietness that was Broncos last year. You know, I don't blame them. And it, relatively speaking, you know, relative yeah. to what Broncos country can be at Mile High Stadium. It wasn't uh, what it could be. And it's going to be that again. I like the Broncos at home against the 49ers. Yeah. That'll be a good one. Um, do you think it will the Trey Lance be playing? I don't know, man. It's a tough I one. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll see how that one plays out. I'm really interested to see that given how much the 49ers traded. Uh, if the and they can't get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Let me put it happened? this way with his mobility, I think he will play. Will he be the starter that gets the majority of the snaps and more than a quarter of the passing attempts? Uh I don't know. Will we see him on the field? Probably. Probably see him in some packages uh, with his mobility and stuff where they try and work him into and try and get a return on that humongous investment. And that could all change. You know, come June 1st, he might be the only quarterback on the roster. You just don't know. So, but as of right now, I don't think he'd be the starter. I don't. Yeah. It's uh, he's two years younger still than Kenny Pickett. So uh, he's got, he's got some time. Mm -hmm. He's uh, plenty young. Um, James Hyatt coming in here saying, good morning, Nick and Scott got my tickets to the Titans Broncos game in Nashville. Scott, you said you've been everywhere. Have you been to Nashville very often? I've been to Nashville. Um, we worked at CBS sports was owned when, uh, CBS sports 24 seven bought scout. They are headquartered just South of Nashville. So I've been in Nashville a few times. Um, I don't remember why I was there the first time, honestly. Um, was there for a uh, all army all American announcement? I think Patrick Turner was the kid's name. Was up in that area. Went to USC and was a, a five star guy. So I have been in Nashville several times. I like um, the Tennessee cities because I like the big rivers that go through mm-hmm. them. Um, it's just a it's a it's a cool thing. Knoxville is an awesome town with uh, the river that goes right through it. So big Nashville. Nashville's cool. It's gotten a little too big for its britches as a Vegas of the South, but yeah. uh, it's still a cool town. I will always laugh, and when I think about the draft in Nashville and the interviews of all the Bachelorette girls just having just freaking pissed off. God, just so why is the draft happening during my Bachelorette weekend? I just want to listen to country music. <laughs> God, I'm sorry, Becky. Like it's <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Um, James Hyatt coming in. Oh, he said that already. We got Dom coming in. Um, saying good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos uh, and Broncos country. Last seven games will be tough, but the best. To be the best, you have to beat the best. So let's go Mile Woo-hoo. High Magic. Absolutely. <laughs> I got the reference again. W- yeah. I'm not a wrestling guy. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not ever sure. That there's, there's a big enough age gap that when I start going, you know, 90s and before icons, I'm a little worried about it. But Nick's, Nick's pretty good with these things. Mostly not as good as Jeremy. Jeremy wears the the hat for the uh, references I, there. I, I don't know how old Jeremy is, but he feels closer 
So he's probably right between us. My guess would be right around 40 based on his ability to to riff these uh, these 80s movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of 80s movies, Scott, I've never seen Top Gun, but there's a lot of new good reviews for the uh, the new Top Gun coming out. Should I watch that, chat? Is that worth it? You should it? go that... see Top Gun first. So, you know, okay. you always see the first one first. That's what, yeah. you know, my wife always gets mad. It's like, oh, you'd really like this book. It's the third, but it kind of is a standalone. I'm like, I don't care if it's a standalone. Um, and that was pretty lucky guess. Pretty, pretty lucky guess. I wasn't a psych major, but I could have been. Um pretty pretty lucky guess um i always i'll read the first two just to get to the third so you, you need to see top gun top top gun is a fun movie it's not exactly you know artistic cinema but it's a fun setting of the time frame movie uh you know it's it's a it's a good good 80s movie good action and it's uh it's a fun one it yeah it's a it's a legendary movie for a reason it was fun I think it's on Netflix right now. So definitely rainy weekend will be eventually it'll be happening right now, but uh, we'll lean into that. So it's a classic. Yeah. I'll, I'll see Top Gun. Don't worry guys. I, I hated it. Uh... It's quick. I watched it. It's, it's one of those. It's like, I watch it with my son. I'm like, there's, there's certain movies in pop culture. You just need to see. So when people are making these references, you know what the hell they're talking about. And there's a bunch of them that come from there. Yeah. I'll, I'll see it guys. Don't worry. My, even my wife uh, was like, you haven't seen Top Gun. So it's going to happen. Um, moving on to week number four here, Broncos second by game heading down to Las Vegas at the death star in Vegas to play the Las Vegas Raiders, a team that Denver has not beaten in way too long. Um, Vegas is a good team. This is a tough game. This is another one that I'm not sure about. I'll let you go first, Scott, because I'm, I'm actually still pondering. I'm starting to feel like I'm playing to the crowd here at this point, but um, it's the Josh McDaniels factor for me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't believe you know, even right now, the past history of the Raiders, you know, growing up in the, you know, I was born in the seventies and eighties. They were the team of all decades. You know, the Raiders mm-hmm. were always good, but now it's like, even when they start to look good, they just fall off a cliff. So mm-hmm. this is a team that's capable of making a good run and coming together this year or completely imploding and going four and 13. I'm mm-hmm. going to bet that it's closer to the latter and they're not ready to compete at the level that Denver is. I'm going to go to Denver. They've, they've, built up some nice, uh, even if they lose and we're wrong in week three, they rebound or they ride the momentum either way. So I'm going, uh, I'm going four and oh, dude. Oh man. I almost want to be different than you, but I see the next two games as well. And uh, so I want to kind of have some balance here, not balance leaning right away, I guess, but uh, I don't feel good about that one. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's not one. I was like, let me see. Let me, it might be the Raiders by one. I'd, I'd leave it alone. You know, I'd, I'd start looking for over-unders at that point. But, yeah. uh, you know, this isn't one. Is if you, You've you been in those uh, those pools where you have weighted points. You're like, you know, you yeah. get to put 10 points on this one. This yep. would be one of those. If there's 17 games, I might put two marbles on this one. Yep, 100%. This is a – God, Denver needs to beat the Raiders. It's been too long. This is a team that – it's Denver's biggest rival. I know we're kind of irritated at Kansas City right now. To be the best, you got to beat the best. But uh, Kansas City is – uh, excuse me, the Raiders is Denver's biggest rival, and they've been embarrassing uh, Denver the last three, four years. So it's time. Um, I think Denver's going to go down to Vegas and get a win. Um, better quarterback. I think, who is it, Bucky Brooks? We talked about it last week. I was a week ago today, just um, getting crazy angry at them. Raiders, worst offensive line in the division, worst secondary in the division, worst back seven in the division. I don't see how this team matches up that well. I mean, they still have good weapons. They have a good quarterback. They got the, probably the best who arguably the best edge rush do in the league. The Chargers have a great one too, uh, but uh, or in the division. But I think Denver does win this one. I think they're going to get a W here. 
uh, at Vegas. And if you're following along at home, folks, we have the Broncos going four and oh, uh, to start the season. So, uh, man, we'll see how that turns out. Two um, legit teams in there. I mean, they're not that Seattle's bad. Houston's yeah. bad. Um, yeah. but you're not starting with three of the 10 worst teams, you know, for your three and oh start San Francisco yeah. and, and the Raiders are solid. They're good clubs. And then yeah. here come the Colts week five. The Colts are gonna be really good this year. Again, really yeah. good. Yeah, no, I'm uh I'm gonna go comments here real quick, uh just to see if they're all, have... all the comments are top guns, so just skip yeah. the comments. Good morning, Sean. We love you, Sean. <laughs> um we do have a lot of top gun stuff here Except too. Mark Schrader. We'll hit Mark Schrader in there. Mark Schrader's making a, a legitimate uh a legitimate comment to um so we should be able to expose the Raiders back seven. And Ryan comes in and says, good morning. KJ Hamler's got the need for, it was a top gun comment. Too. There was. He fooled me on that one. He fooled me. Uh, Mark <laughs> says we should be able to expose the Raiders back seven. Yeah. You know, hit the brakes. They'll fly right by. Yeah. They are not very good. I do think Rocky Sin, no, that was yeah, yeah, No, I got gun. it. I, okay. I've, I know some of top gun, but I have not actually seen it. Um, but, uh, yeah, they don't have very good secondary. Jonathan Abrams been terrible for them. I did like the Trevon Morig pick last year, but he's just kind of he's fine. Uh, Rocky is in their number one cornerback, not good, and their linebackers are also trash. I mean, people get upset about the Broncos linebackers. Broncos might have the best linebackers in the division. Like it's that's the state of the state of the league, kind of more or less. But is what it is. Uh, so now we're moving on to Week Five here. Uh, Broncos playing Thursday night football against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm gonna go with the loss here. Um, I think that. Uh, one of these two games, whether it be the Oakland or the, excuse me, the Vegas game or the uh, Colts game going to be a loss. I need to split one of them. I just can't. I'm so tired of losing the Raiders and I can pallet a loss to the Colts a little bit more. That said, it's Thursday night football in Denver, which makes it uh, pretty hard. All right. It makes it much harder on the Colts to get there and uh, get a W, but Broncos not, I don't think you're going to start five and zero. So I'm going to pencil in an L here against the Colts who are a very good team. And this is unfortunate uh, because the Colts have a much easier schedule much easier division and a head-to-head loss against them could put you in a bind towards the end of the season. So this is a game where obviously you'd rather beat the Raiders, but this is one that could really make or break the season. When you're looking back at the end of the year, a lot of the same discussions about the Broncos are being said about the Colts. Now, the big difference here is uh, Russell Wilson, 32, 33 and Matt Ryan's birthday is today. Happy birthday, Matt Ryan. He is 37 today. Um, and he was on a bad team for a lot longer. So, you know, a couple more seasons of Seattle being really bad and nobody as excited about Russell Wilson coming in, but it doesn't change who Russell Wilson is. So I think national media is actually underplaying how good a quarterback Matt Ryan can be. And Colts are going to be tough. I think they are. They've had a good offseason. They had a good roster last year. Uh, If they can get a receiver or two to step up and give him some extra weapons, um, they could be really good this year. So, Honestly, Nick, I've got five and zero. I'm going to picture a win here for the same reason I picked the 49ers. It's a home game, home game, short week. That said, two and one in that three game stretch is real. Is is what you're hoping for? If you come out of this group four and one, you're super happy. Yep. I don't know which one of these the Broncos would lose since I picked all of them to win. I just don't think they'll win all three. Um, yep. But they'd probably be favor. You know, I, I would think they could win all three, yep. um, but. I, uh, I I think two and one is more realistic here, even though I have them five and zero. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, another factor here about the Colts that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, obviously, when these games actually happen, we have the real season happening. We'll dive we'll dive much deeper into these matchups. But uh, the Colts lost their defensive coordinator, uh, Matt Eberflus. Uh, he's now the head coach of the Bless Chicago you. Bears. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, and uh, that's going to be interesting because the Colts have been a team that's been built on the offensive line and the defense. So uh, really going to be interesting to see how that defense comes together. The thing I worry about most is that Colts run game. I do not think the Broncos have really the personnel to be a good team against the run. And if Denver can get a lead and pin their ears back uh, with the pass rush and you know, their smaller, uh, lighter defense that they want to run, then that fits well. But if it's a close game and they can continually hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor, I'm a little bit worried. Um, Broncos do not have very good edge defenders as far as run defense goes. Uh, DJ Jones, for as good as he is against the run, he is not very big or long. And if you're trying to play dime constantly, you you put yourself in a little bit of a bind against somebody like Jonathan Taylor, who is probably the best running back in football right now. No disrespect to Derrick Henry. It's just Derrick Henry is probably on the downward, and uh, Jonathan Taylor is right in his prime right now. And um, it'll be nice that this team won't be one-dimensional. You know, yeah. you, if you get into a shootout, you can you can win a shootout. Yep. Um, you can win a game where your offense isn't playing great because your defense ends up having to step up. So it's not it's like, oh, we're behind two touchdowns. This one's over. Um, you know, you can come back. You've got the ability and the weapons in order to to make a comeback on that. So um, <clears throat> like we said, I don't know what the record's going to be. We're going to make predictions, but it should be a lot more fun team to watch, period. You know, before it's like, okay, it's, 13 to three in the first quarter. I'm going to go cut the grass. This one's over. You know, there's, there's reason to be ex- so many reasons to be excited for this team. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Gary Leeds Palmer coming in. Good to see you GLP. Um, just got here. So I'll catch up later with you guys, but great show. Thank you so much, Gary. We appreciate you always for the support. Hope you're doing well. And I uh, hope the, uh, your hospital stay was uh, well in the rearview mirror. Hopefully your health is uh, on the up and up and you're feeling good with the summer sun uh, starting to come through. At least we're manifesting that out here in the Pacific Northwest. So let's keep it going here. Um, next up, Mon- Broncos second Monday Night Football. Last year, the Broncos had their first year without Monday Night Football. And it was something like since 1991 or something crazy like that. So since I'd been born, um, Broncos got two Monday Night Football games here in the first one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. Two out of the first six weeks, Monday Night Football. Um, Denver heading to Los Angeles and a place where their fans tend to travel pretty well to go to that game there in SoFi Field, SoFi Stadium. And uh, another benefit here is the Broncos, um, really big benefit, actually. It's not only is it a Monday night game, you played Thursday the week before, so you kind of have a mini bye week um, heading into this Chargers game. So really this first half of the schedule, considering the opponents the Broncos have and everything like that, sets up about as well as you could possibly hope. The The biggest thing that makes it tough is Monday night uh, week one. I think that's... I think I'd probably prefer Sunday night for the Broncos chances to win versus ample pressure on Monday and um, getting less rest than after that traveling. With all that said though, um, I'm going to pick the Broncos to lose this one. I think the chargers are, you know me, I've been pounding the chargers all year. Eventually one year, I'm going to get it right uh, where the chargers aren't going to be bitten by, you know, curse. So I think the chargers are going to win this Monday night game. Um, we have luckily the week 17, week 18 game, excuse me, against the Chargers as well. That might be a uh, winner go home situation. We'll see if it can live up to last year's uh, Chargers versus Raiders game, uh, that winner go home. But uh, I have the Broncos losing here back to backs, starting off the year four and two, which, you know, on the surface, oh man, four and two, blah. But we take that every time, and the next two games look pretty good. Yeah, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> the road game here, for the same reason I picked the 49ers, uh, the 49ers game and the Colts game uh, in, in two, pr- in, Pretty good games here. Pretty pretty cl- tight teams is what I'm trying to spit out. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers at home. Uh, what will help, though, here, Nick, is that extra 
few days of preparation. It's yeah. almost, I think you may have said that. I heard bye week in there. Yep. It's like a uh, it's almost like a bye week. You're right. Cause there's 10 days between games. So that's, that's almost similar to having a bye yeah. uh, with that extra preparation time. That said, um, there's a question in here, I think, and we're, we'll hit Brian because he's the one that is talking about it. It says, how are so many on the Chargers bandwagon? It seems every year a stacked roster, same old Chargers. Didn't they lose to the Texans in week 16 last season with the playoffs on the line? Um, so they're chokers, okay? So you don't want to get them early. You might want to get them late. Um, I, I kind of said this is your New York Mets I, I, making a baseball reference. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's 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 June. It's July. The Mets are hot. They'll, they'll screw it up. It's the Mets. They'll, they'll fall apart at the end. And, I, and when I thought of that, I'm like, wait a minute. That's kind of how y'all all feel about the Chargers. Yep. And there's something to that. But if you get them early, they haven't had a time to fall apart yet. And they yeah. can be pretty tough. So on the road, 5-0, and super psyched division game to the hand of first L. And uh, I, I think I kind of agree with you here. And then I think it comes out and they're 4-2. and two, But like I said, with those, that three-game run um, yeah. end of September and beginning of uh, October – Two and one would be good there. I just don't know which one of those. I think the Broncos should win every one, but they won't win every single one. So yes, I go. I go loss here too. That puts uh, through six. You've got four and two, and technically I've got five and one. Absolutely, and we'd take. I take either of those. Appreciate the uh, the super chat, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, the Chargers last year versus the Texans defense kind of fell apart. A lot of injuries. They had Kenneth Murray playing edge, and my God, it was a assault to the eyeballs. Um, it kind of looked like uh, that. It was very similar to the Browns game where the Browns ran at Malik Reed every time. Um, you, just wonder, could not hold. you wonder a little bit, Nick, it was an overtime loss to the Chiefs the week prior. You mm -hmm. know, how much did that take out of them? You yeah. know, mentally, emotionally, physically, where they're just like, you know, expletive. Um, yeah. It's a possibility. It's still no excuse. But then, you know, to, to have that loss and then to have to sit on it over Christmas and then uh, travel to Houston. But I agree with you. That one's pretty inexplicable and you still had it in your hands, but they lost three out of four to close the season last year after sitting there seven and five and look like a shoe in eight and five and look like a shoe in to make the playoffs. They lose three out of four. Who'd they beat? The Denver Broncos. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know, man, the chargers are good. Uh, Colts are good. This is a tough schedule, but the, it's much easier in the first half. So I feel pretty good about the Broncos being four and two for me, five and one for you next two games. Um, New York jets Sunday, October 23rd, uh, the jets have done a lot to surround, uh, Zach Wilson with talent. I don't think they might, they might not be done yet. We might see a hell a Debo, a Debo Samuel trade might still happen uh, before the season starts. We still could see some movement there. Um, which would change things a bit, make the Broncos week three feel a little bit better. But uh, this game, I feel like this is, we should not overlook the Jets. I like Robert Sala as a good coach. Um, he's done good things uh, in the past. And I like a lot of what the Jets have done uh, defensively as well as, as surrounding uh, Zach Wilson with talent. Um, but this is a home game for Denver, especially coming off what we have as the loss versus the Chargers. I do have the Broncos winning, but I don't think the, the Jets are not the laughing stock that they had been in the previous few seasons. I think this is a team that's more likely picking, you know, six to ten versus one to five in the draft. They'll beat somebody they shouldn't, but it's still the Jets on the road. Yeah. Uh, October twenty third, coming off what could be back to back losses, two out of three. The Broncos get right and they yep. whip the Jets. You, uh, we don't. It doesn't matter if we overlook them or not. It's it's making sure that the the players are are on point. They will be. This is a win. Yep. Th this is a win. If you lose this one. 
Uh, you can't lose this game. Yeah, it's an uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know who I'm not going to overlook? Broncos Sunrise coming in. Uh, the, the orange sunrise, the yellow sun coming in yellow with a twenty dollars super sticker. Broncos Sunrise, appreciate you so much. We've been doing this a little over a year now, and you have been with us from the beginning, uh, showing the support, and we can't say thank you enough. Uh, we don't do Mount Rushmores yet. We haven't been uh, around long enough, but you're certainly one of the first names around for us. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We also have Lawrence coming in who we appreciate saying, uh, what would be our record worst case injury wise? I mean, frick, three and 14, 0 and 17. 17. Like if, <laughs> if your quarterback gets hurt and you're playing Josh Johnson, then uh, yikes. Uh, good luck. Enjoy the top 10 pick Seattle. Um, but everyone knock on wood to that one. Just make some rosary circles or whatever the heck you want to do pray to the gods <laughs> old no, and new. That, that's when you get on the horn midseason and overpay to try and save your season and get one of those backup quarterbacks that can play a little bit yeah oh god even don't want to say that but uh, yeah it's quarterback maybe. league maybe yeah not not what you want um god let's not let that happen uh we have kb82 coming in saying you can go to one game home and away which game do you pick opener seattle the jags and london's rams for christmas or another game um if I could pick for the Broncos, I mean, I'm already going to the Seahawks game, and I think that's going to be great. So I'm picking that one. Um, the other one I think would be yeah, that's uh, not the one you would. That's the one that's a, that's a pick of convenience. But it's also an amazing game, and All right. uh, Seattle has a cool stadium, and also Seattle is absolutely beautiful in September. So uh, shout out to that. The prices suck, but it, it definitely is convenience too. Um, but uh, I'll get to leave work a little early on Monday too. That's going to be great. Um, the other one that I would probably pick out of these games, I'm going to go Raiders at home, uh, the November 20th game. I have not seen the Broncos play the Raiders yet. I despise the Raiders. Like I really actually hate their entire being and with all my essence. Um, and November still can be okay. Weather in Denver. I'm not really looking to freeze my buns off in Denver in the stands on December 11th or January, uh, 8th. So those are the two games that uh, stick out to me. One home away, Seattle on the road, Russell Wilson, homecoming, Monday night football going to be a hoot. And then, uh, the other one is the Raiders game. Screw the Raiders. <laughs> um, the away game's easy for me, London. Um, yeah. I, 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 for me, and honestly, I, I, I can't remember the last NFL game I went, I actually went to going to the games isn't I went to a ton of them in my twenties and probably early thirties had season tickets and, you know, went to a bunch of stuff. I just, I don't really care about going to the games. I'm an old crotchety dude that just like, listen, I don't want to fight traffic. I don't want to have to be there two hours early. I don't want to have beer spilled on me from the person behind me. I don't want to have to listen to the idiots that don't understand the game shouting out stuff beside me. I'd rather watch it on a big ass screen that I could have bought four of for the price of a ticket. And I could watch three games in that day instead of having to pour in uh, going one game. So the, the the game day experience, not for me so much. That said, I would pick something based on, hey, what can I uh, what can I do after the game? So I'd want to be in Denver in January so I could head up to uh, the mountains and go skiing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I'm not much of a skier, <laughs> so hasn't been for me. Um, Brian Greenfield said, you see injuries week 16. Herbert is as good as everyone's claiming. They would beat Texans, I think, with we sweep the Chargers and split KC and Las Vegas. We play better than them versus Joe Burrow win that week 16 game. You know, week by week, sometimes there can be ups and downs still. And Justin Herbert, I think, had a phenomenal game. I think they still put up. I was up just 30. about to look it up. I'm like, if Justin Herbert is as good as you're saying, it was it was behind, actually. He was 27 for 35, 336 yards, a touchdown and interception. Well, how many so, points did they put up? Um, not a great game for him. Let me see. The final was 
41 to 29. So you give up 41 points, and some of that may have been on the interceptions. Yeah, uh, may have led directly to those, but uh, it's it's a team game. I, I don't yeah. necessarily look at the quarterback wins and losses so much as I do the the overall um, the big picture. When I'm looking, one of my favorite stats for quarterback, my two favorite stats for quarterback are your accuracy numbers and your touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah, um, Justin Herbert had uh, 66% accuracy and he threw 38 touchdowns against 15 ints. That's pretty solid in a 17 game season. The kid can play, no doubt about that, and I don't think he's going to get worse. He's really good. That week 17 game last year, excuse me, week 18 game against the Raiders where he was like four for four on fourth downs of 10 plus yards. And every single throw was like, they do like the next gen, like probability of hitting the passes. And they were like 10% or less on every one. And he nailed all of them. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's really good. He's, he's a really good quarterback. Unfortunately, yeah, and you know, did they choke it away? Yes, they did. Yeah. They choked away the playoffs, no doubt. Yeah. And if they do it again, they're look, they'll be looking for a new coach. Yep. And uh, if the Chargers stink and Justin Herbert's terrible, you can say, hey, Nick, you're wrong. Wouldn't be the first time, won't be the last. Um, so uh, here we got one, too. How far is Herbert from being Burrow? We got to keep up. Um, I, I would take Herbert over Burrow. Herbert's two years younger. I think he's more toolsy. And it uh, doesn't change a question, though. It's just make you automatically assume that it means like ahead. So how, how far yeah. away is he from being Burrow? He could that could be a go backwards, too, because I agree yeah. with you. I'd rather have Herbert than, than Burrow without a doubt. Yep. Uh, Burrow's the trendy name right now because Bengals are fun to talk about. They've been terrible forever, and they're coming off a Super Bowl. They're good, and Burrow's got all the personality in the world where Justin Herberts tries to sneak on the field so the social media team doesn't see him. Um, <laughs> totally diff different. But uh, I think Herbert's far more toolsy, uh, just as good of an athlete, much bigger, and uh, much more on his back um, for that Chargers team. So we'll see how it plays out. They're both great quarterbacks, Scott. You'd be happy to have either. And it's unfortunate that both are in the AFC. Um, both of them are franchise quarterbacks that are going to be good for the next decade, probably with how they play. So, uh, moving we on now, 15 minutes left uh, yeah. and we're not halfway through the schedule. So we're yes. not going to spend a whole lot of time on this one. Wake up early, get your eggs, get your bloody Marys. Broncos make a mess of the Jaguars in London. Yep. Uh, ter they had a terrible off season. They overspent on a lot of teams like Trevor Lawrence is going to be better this year. I think, uh, Doug Peterson's a better coach for them, but this is still a team that is devoid of talent, despite how much they've spent on linebackers. Aluakon, um, <laughs> Muma, uh, Devin Lloyd. It's not going to matter when Russell Wilson's throwing all over you and you're getting after their quarterback. So Broncos going to win that one by week. This one's a real toss up. I don't know. Uh, Mark Schrader coming in saying 11 and six. That's uh, pretty close to where I big think. And playoffs. Up. Big season, obviously. If you go 11 and six, you're making the playoffs. Uh, but big stars for Mark coming in. Speaking of one of our. our biggest benefactors of Broncos for breakfast. So big stars come in 11 and six and the playoffs. Uh, yeah, and then what? I'll take it. Yeah. God, just get in. We'll see what happens from there. Um, it'll be nice just to be in the playoffs this year. As sad as that sounds considering how far the Broncos have fallen, but uh, we're back. We've uh, we're climbed back up, baby. Um, so Broncos right now, I have them at uh, six and two and you have them at seven and one. I do. Okay. I do. Right. I think six and two is about right though. Like I said, there's that three game stretch where, if I'm picking them singularly, um, I'm picking a win in each one. But, you know, as a math guy, you know how to calculate probability. And if I've got yep. a 60% chance of win three times, it's 0. 0.6 times 0. 0.6 point times 0. 0.6 to come up with your probability of winning all three of them. It ends up being about 20%. Yep. So um, I don't think they win all three of those, but I predicted a win in all three of those. Yeah, if that makes any sense for you probability fans. Sorry, I was told there'd be no math. We're doing factorials in here. Um, 
the fact of the matter is next game is the Broncos at the Titans. Uh, Broncos get coming off a bye week, which is very helpful to them. Um, but I think this is going to be a tough game for them. Um, Derek Henry, I'm, I'm still, I need to see what this Broncos defense looks like as far as against the run. And I am concerned that I don't know if they have the horses uh, up front on the defensive line at the edge to be able to handle that, especially with Ryan Tannehill's ability to uh, hold the edge at bay in contained with the bootleg. So I'm going to go with the Titans here in this one in an unfortunate game, a very close one, uh, but I think the Titans come away. And another one factor in this game, I think Jeffrey Simmons could might eat Lloyd Cushenberry on the field. Might eat him alive. So um, <laughs> woof. We will see who uh, who's the starting center at that time. It might not be Cushenberry. Yeah, so that could point. be interesting. Uh, could could come up with an upgrade at that by that point. But I'm going to go again on the on the road, the road game in Nashville. I'm going to go with the Titans here as well for the same reason. I picked the the Broncos to beat the 49ers and the Colts. Equally matched teams, playoff previews. I'm going with the home team on this one. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I feel like. Tennessee should get a little bit more of a challenge from the Colts in their own division, but they still don't have the tough date, at least last year. I haven't looked at who they're playing against. Mm -hmm. They had a fairly easy schedule, but then they do something like beat the best teams on their schedule and then lose to the worst team. So this would be a game they would certainly be up for with the Broncos coming in if they are where anywhere close to what we think they are. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, let's keep it going here. We got the, uh, Raiders coming in here, uh, November 20th. I'm going to go Broncos again. Screw the Raiders. Don't need to say much more. I don't respect them. I don't like them. Derek Carr's eyeliner can run on the field for all I care. <laughs> if I picked them to win in Vegas, I'm definitely picking them to win in uh, in, in Denver. So a uh, clean sweep of the Raiders. Uh, that's Nick 8-3, and three, Scott 9-2. and two. Yep. Uh, but I don't absolutely. believe in that. I just I went through the math to explain why. I hate saying 9-2 and two when I don't think. But individually, yes, I think they should win those games. Just not uh, all three. Now we're at probably one of the easiest four or three games on the schedule for the Broncos this season. And it's a road game, which I guess that's okay. Uh, the Sam Darnold, Matt Corral, uh, Mark rule, Carolina Panthers, November 27th at Charlotte. Uh, I'm going to give a dub to the Broncos here. This is a game where honestly, Russell Wilson, hopefully he doesn't throw it over 30 times. We just hand it off and uh, choke the life out of the Panthers and beat, beat the hell out of them. And you're playing in Charlotte in November, not at September 12th. It could be yep. brutally hot and humid on September 12th. It'll be really nice as long as it's not pouring down rain um, in November. So you're getting a team that's already looking for a new coach, asking questions about their lame duck quarterback, maybe carousing and you're facing a rookie that are already you're making plans. We're already talking mock draft for the Carolina Panthers. Win. Dub. Yep. Um, next little spicy a uh, team that had the most injury or least injury luck of any team in like the last decade. I think I saw an article from football outsiders, the Ravens, uh, another team that puts the Broncos in a weird position with their run defense, especially with Lamar Jackson just totally changes the math. I think there's going to be too much for them. Back-to-back -back road games at Baltimore. Uh, another game where God, I'm worried about the, the matchups later in the season. We already had them losing to the Colts losing at Baltimore. That could make or break getting in or out of the playoffs um, or and seeding too. If we're even not even worried about in or out. Uh, but I have the Ravens winning this one. This is just too tough of a matchup back-to-back -back weeks. Yeah, I, um, I, I, the road game in Baltimore, you know how much I like that division, especially the Steelers and the Ravens, especially on the road. They're just tough. They're yeah. just old-school, smash-you-in-the-mouth football teams, and they are just tough to beat year after year, especially on the road. Malachi calls it a trap game. I don't, I don't consider that a uh, definition for me as, as a trap game. Um Let's see. A trap game is usually when you've got, you know, a, a team you might overlook between a couple of good teams. Baltimore is a good team. 
A road game's a good team. They probably, Denver likely, depending on how Baltimore is, if they're anywhere near 500, Baltimore will likely be favored in this game. Uh, that's not necessarily a trap game. A trap game's uh, a team that you're overlooking. You can't overlook Baltimore, not ever. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, where are we at schedule-wise? I think I'm at eight and four. You are at nine and four, and I'm at 10 and three. I'm at nine and four. Wow, already at nine and four. 13 and 13, five games left, four games left. How can that be? One, two, three, four. I must have I think I'm at eight and four. Accident. Already counted. See, I already screwed this up. Week 13, <laughs> I have written down for me. We are eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. We're on 12. So I may have counted an extra win in there. I have myself at eight and four. Yeah. And I, I put an extra win in there somewhere. The bye week. Broncos win the bye, baby. They won um, the bye for sure. Yeah. I screwed this up somewhere. Let me take week seven out because that's, that's whatever. All right. Move okay. on. Uh, now with Broncos at home, Kansas city, is this the time the Broncos finally beat the Kansas city chiefs at home? I'm going to go with the loss here. I think the Broncos are going to lose another game at home, two games at home this season, which is pretty good so far. Um, I'm the newsflash. I'll just say the next one too. They're going to beat the Cardinals. Cardinals are a paper tiger by the end of the season, totally different team by the end. So I think Denver will lose that home game, unfortunately against Kansas city, and then end up beating the, uh, Arizona Cardinals the week after. So that puts me at uh, the Broncos at nine and five. Uh, I'm going to go with the dub uh, mm, over the Chiefs at home. Uh, we'll get a split with the Chiefs. So it, it's later. Um, you've got <clears throat> the ammo to be in any kind of game with them. You can be in a shootout. You can be in a grinded out type of game. You've got the team that can beat them in multiple different ways. And this will be a get up for it game. Lick your wounds after coming back from Baltimore. That That's the problem with that. Is you, yeah. you, you play Baltimore. You're, you're beat up. You know, yep. you're, you're banged up a little bit. So, Get right, come home, get in the altitude, and uh, and end that streak on December 11th. So, uh, and uh, what about the Cardinals? Win, uh, win. Uh, the home win. Uh, yep. We'll see. The Cardinals, the Cardinals have a nice flashy record, and then they haven't finished all that strongly. And if that downward trend from last year continues, this could be a team that ends up finishing with seven wins. You know, seven yep. and ten range. Yeah. Um, but the home, I think the, the, you got to take care of business at home. And I think the Broncos are going to take care of business at home. It could be, uh, an eight and no nine and no type of season at home for the Broncos this year. Yeah. Cardinals feel like a team that could easily implode this season. Uh, Kyler Murray stuff going on there with contract cliff Kingsbury on the very edge, Steve Kime on the edge. Um, uh, I don't, I don't think they're a very good roster either. So that's what happens when you draft linebackers in the first round and they bust, um, here we get a lot of premium positions. I uh, like the Cardinals. So, okay. I have the Broncos right now at, uh, Nine and six with three games left. Um, and uh, Christmas at Los Angeles Rams. I have the Broncos getting a loss here, unfortunately, uh, falling to nine and seven on the season. I think it's just the Rams are a good team still. And uh, just, I don't know, they're going to have to pick some wins and some losses too. But I think the Super Bowl champs going to give them a little respect here with the Rams winning. Yeah, I got, uh, I've got the Rams in this one too on Christmas Day. Won't spoil Christmas. There's no shame. You've already got, you know, a bunch of wins. And, um, I'm like, I'm up two wins on you. How did that happen? Week 14, I picked, I picked the chiefs uh, again and the chiefs game was the other split. Um, so I've got, uh, I've got the Rams in this one on Christmas day at home. So going into another holiday, yep, 2023, another. the first day of 2023 on Sunday at Kansas city. 
Screw it. We're going to go for a win here. The Broncos losing Kansas City at home, but I'm going to have them going into Arrowhead and getting a W. I think Kansas City is going to be feeling themselves a little bit, and I think this is a game Broncos feeling a little bit desperate sitting here at 9-6. and six. They're going to go into Arrowhead and get the W and stun Kansas City. Broncos fans a little bit bummed. Probably I picked against the Broncos at that home game on December 11th. I was just waiting up for this moment, getting the W here uh, against the Chiefs here uh, on January 1st. Happy New Year. Go screw yourself, Kansas City. <laughs> Um, I got, I took, I put the L on there, uh, losing on the road at Kansas city, uh, back-to-back losses. People are wondering, they're asking the questions Are the Broncos for real. They're limping into the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Time to yeah. get right against, uh, the chargers, the, to close out the season, they close out the season with a dub. Uh, if you add them all up, I've got 12 and five, but again, I think that three game stretch in September, um, the three that I picked as wins, I think take them all singularly. Broncos should be favored to win each one of those games, but I don't think they will. So even though I have yeah. 12 and five, I'm going to pick 11 and six for the final record, which is about right. Since I, I said the over under for wins and losses for this team should be about 10 and a half. And I'm going to have the Broncos beating the chargers too, uh, to finish off the season 11 and six. Uh, the number I had circled in my head uh, before we even started this exercise. So uh, falling there pretty squarely is good. A few games, you know, we talked about could flip either way that first game against the Raiders, that game, those, th- I guess the four games from weeks three through seven uh, come out three and one there, two and two, not the worst. Don't go one and three. And then the last God, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, five of the last six games incredibly tough as well so broncos get to here at 11 and 6 that's a good season mm-hmm. um and uh, hopefully it'll be pretty good and uh, we have a <laughs> spade giving me a hard time you're saying nick are you actually a broncos fan i do cheer for the broncos um but uh that's fine and uh yeah i don't have seven losses i counted it here so i'm at 11 and 6 uh, for the broncos you, i think you guys were assuming i was gonna have the broncos lose that game against kansas city there on the road hell no i got a win there for the broncos so 11 and 6 for the broncos as a uh as a lifelong Atlanta sports fan, when you pick these, you're like, loss, loss, loss. If you start picking wins, they question if you're actually a fan or not. It's like, have you not watched this team? Have you not suffered for yeah. years? Yeah, that's a uh, PTSD for you guys, man. That's one day. The Falcons, I think, are on the right foot right now. Good draft. We'll see what happens. We'll be talking about the Falcons tomorrow. I'm also going to go but up. I think they were 31st in the power ESPN's power rankings yesterday. And, I've got a I've got a guy I have to answer on Facebook. He's been chatting with me. Just you know, they're just there's some people that are just so deluded. They're like, oh, we won seven. We should get better and win ten this year. Yeah. Yeah. You're young, I saw aren't that. you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gonna be a rough one for the for the Falcons this year. But bouncing off the bottom. That's not the 10 worst. And six to twelve and five sounds right to me for the Broncos. Yep. That's your window. And yep. either of those should get you in the playoffs. 10 wins is a little scary with the quality of the AFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also another reason I have them at 11. 11 will get you in. 10 mm-hmm. with the 17 game schedule. 10 used to get you in when it was 16 game schedule. Now it's a little less uh, less probable with the extra game, but we'll see. Did we um, have Mal- a 10 win team not make the playoffs last year? Um, I think maybe the Chargers were 10 wins and didn't get in. No, I think they no? choked on it and finished okay. with nine. They finished nine and eight. Yeah, okay. They finished nine and eight. Okay. Well, no, then the answer is no. But last year was the Bengals snuck in at ten and seven, uh, went in, went in towards the end. So, yeah. but again, you don't want it to come down to okay. I need some help. This this happens. This needs to happen. You want to control your own destiny. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, seventeen and zero says Luke Wright. <laughs> Kenneth absolutely. Saying, 
Why Kansas not? Saying, I have the Broncos losing every good game. No, I don't. I have them winning the game that I'm at, which is great. And uh, I have them winning, closing out the season with two wins in a row. So feeling really good about that. Uh, so 11 and six, um, Vegas has them at 10. So actually I am more positive uh, than what Vegas sees this team at right now. It's going to be, a, it's a tough schedule, a tough season, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. So a lot of fun to do this, a lot of fun to go through this. If you guys are going to be in Seattle for that week one game, hit me up on Twitter and uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter. First, let's get to Mark though. Um, Mark saying, hopefully the new coach, uh, the new coaches look at how Fangio would play the chiefs. I thought we played them well defensively. We did play them well defensively. Um, that's, you know, they played suffer ball, but uh, they didn't give it. Uh, yeah. Play. Here we go, Nick. There's they're They're going to look at how the Bengals played the, the chiefs and got after it because the Bengals got the ball back. Um, just slowing them down. So it took them a while to score, you know, and you, you limited possessions. Russell Wilson wants a damn ball. You yeah. want the ball in his hands. You want to attack and you want to turn up. If they score, they score, but you want to get after them and maybe you get hot. You know, you got a hot pass rush, but I don't think you're just looking to play Ben, but don't break the whole time and, and let them eat up 40 minutes of time of possession. I think you want to attack yeah. and you want to get the ball back to your offensive hands. 100%. So watch the Bengals game again. That's the blueprint that people are going to be throwing. Well, you know, having a couple pretty good pass rushers is a good blueprint for anybody, but get after them. Yeah. Get after them. 100%. Um, will be fun. Um, and he said, Nick said nine and seven, but I think he meant nine and six. I'm not sure. Yeah, I did. I did. I did mean nine and six. I had it um, met nine and six. So I had the Broncos finishing there 11 and six. So it'll be good. And uh, E. Gibson saying, I'm from Seattle. I wish Denver the best and hope Wilson has a great season for you guys. Thank you so much, Gibson. I am in Seattle as well. And it's a uh, beautiful, hopefully at that time of year. We'll see. Uh, let's avoid the smoke. Um, but guys, we got to get on out of here. We've been here for an hour and uh, I got to get on into work. So we appreciate you. Make sure you're following Scott on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at Huddle Up Pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook communities at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle as well as facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And please like, subscribe, and share to the show. If you haven't liked yet, we got a bunch of people in here. Make sure you hit the thumbs up or heart on the way out, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, and uh, we'd appreciate that. We'll be live on Scott's channel tomorrow, and uh, we have a big one coming in here from uh, Ethan. Uh, go ahead, Scott. Got no excuse now, Nick. Ethan said, go watch Top Gun. So we are back on uh, my channel tomorrow morning. I'll give you tomorrow morning, but buy Broncos for breakfast Thursday morning. You better have put 90 minutes into Top Gun. That's I, all uh, That's all I'll, work it, 90 minutes. I'll work it out with the, the wife. Right now we are watching The the Flight Attendant on HBO. And if you haven't don't seen that yet, it's actually like that. I don't want to hear about your Grey's Anatomy marathon or stuff like that when we're None. talking Top Gun. And besides, the women absolutely love Top Gun. The volleyball scene is legendary for a reason. Hmm. So okay. um, women and the, the ladies of MHH back me up on this one. I'm I'm pretty sure the the women enjoyed uh, enjoyed Top Gun as, as much as the action in motorcycles and airplanes that the men did. Uh, I was a little bit on <laughs> some butts. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I was a pretty big, again, you mentioned the golden boy, Brett Hall. I was a Val Kilmer fan. Real science. Awesome movie. I know Jeremy likes real science. He'd be crazy not to, and Jeremy's not crazy. Uh, again, I want to just say um, 13 wins with the 13-0-0 from Ethan and DWI, guys. Love you, man. Appreciate you coming in here and supporting us all the time. We'll see you in the morning on my channel, which will lead into... Becker's Broncos Bites on this channel as Kim Becker opens up her podcast. So we'll talk some 
uh, overall NFL stuff, some Falcon stuff tomorrow, and then we'll lead into more Broncos stuff um, at the top of the hour tomorrow. So come see us tomorrow, and uh, and then we'll we'll send you on over to uh, to talk with Kim as soon as we're done. All right, see you guys. Have a good one. Choose kindness, choose compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. <laughs>